Hello there. This is Mrs. D, the host of the Today's African Mom podcast. I am a counseling psychologist passionate about working with women, specifically teaching them about parenting and how to manage both their reproductive and overall health using fertility awareness. I want to help women step into their power and soar to their greatest potential by educating them about their mental and reproductive health plus their parenting mindset enabling them to own their legacy and make it a reality our social media handle on instagram and facebook is at managing families follow us and get tips that help you become a better mother don't forget to visit our website www.managingfamilies.com to get yourself a copy of our free ebook entitled Seven Positive Discipline Tactics That Work. Beating, yelling, and timeouts are not included. Would you like to make your legacy a reality on a daily basis? Why don't you plan your time more effectively? Set goals and priorities that reflect what matters most to you using our saying yes to me planner this planner is undated and easy to print at home or in the office the planner has a black friday offer till the 30th of november 2021 please take advantage of this deal and start living your legacy today please find all the links mentioned in the show description today I would like us to continue talking about why we shouldn't beat our children and how this socially acceptable activity has just got to stop. Now, where did we leave it off last week? Ah, yes. How the things I had so far learned didn't um mm-hmm, exactly stop me from beating my children. To be honest, I did minimize on it greatly. I left it for extreme cases of misbehavior. Plus, I was of the opinion that they needed a refresher from time to time on who was boss in this house. And so, the imminent threat of being beaten was still a reality. I used to say, "Keep my people in check. Remind them of the reality that I was the one in charge." In some cases, when the demon spoke to them and told them otherwise this would serve as a reminder and that got me thinking again why did i need to exert and assert my authority with violence because let's be clear that is precisely what it is purposefully inflicting pain on my own children to assert my authority is just violating them plain and simple this is the real truth no matter the reason or whichever way we look at it okay so now i really needed to think about my discipline measures do i want to be obeyed without question or do i want to connect with my children and teach them how was i going to teach them how to survive in the world remember our episode 2 conversations Okay, so I decided there and then that they would no longer need to flinch when I came near them. There was no need to be afraid of me. 
I wanted to love them, to care and connect with them. Not have them have self-preservation induced compliance. I was after all their primary caregiver. Emphasis on the word care. So, I read up on where this beating business originated from. And what I unearthed was even more more disturbing. So, back in the day before the colonialists invaded this our beloved land, that's like 1835. Yeah. Children were taught life lessons through stories. Some were real events, some were made up. Children would play, do house chores, and then sit with their grandparents and were told stories about life, what to expect when X happens, the folly of not listening to your elders, etc. Then they were trained on how to fend for themselves and basically survive. Girls were taught by older women and boys by older men. Of course, all was not hunky dory we still had some extremely disturbing and many times barbaric consequences for not obeying the community rules and these were ranging from curses to being ostracized by the community to stoning being thrown down wells waterfalls lakes rivers beheading burnt at the stake etc depending on where your com- where your community comes from then bringing our beloved colonialists of course there was no time for storytelling or even explanation of rules and regulations to these so-called barbaric heathens all they wanted was to conquer the land by force by fire and conquer it they did literally by force and by fire violence was used as a means of control and forcing compliance They also viewed us as not being fully human. Remember the monkey story and they used violence and shame. They assumed that our brains weren't formed enough to understand what we were being told. The violence became even more severe depending on the so-called atrocity caused or lack of understanding of the instruction being given. So, we ended up thinking that the whites were better than us, that they had all these fancy clothes, contraptions, and this was ingrained in our forefathers and foremothers' brains. They caught on. Remember, habits are caught, not taught. They caught on to the fact that to exert authority, one needed violence. And that's what they grew up with, passed it on to the generations thereafter. Monkey see, monkey do. We thought it was a better way and abandoned and forgot many of our good traditions. It didn't help that some colonizers, these same colonizers in most cases, brought in religion. Now that is what I call a hot mess. The latest research published in the Journal of Pediatrics concludes that children who have been spanked have an increased risk of becoming perpetrators of domestic violence in adulthood. This increase was found even when controlling for other factors like socioeconomic status and other types of abuse in the home. 
It is because of this wealth of data that most major health organizations recommend against spanking. The American Academy of Pediatrics, AAP, takes this stance. The American Academy of Pediatrics strongly opposes striking a child for any reason. Spanking is never recommended, end of quote. As a counseling psychologist, I deal with a lot of clients who have undergone various challenges in life. Many of them battling traumatic events. And guess what keeps coming up? Domestic violence over and over again. In their own homes, at their friends' houses, with their aunties and uncles, in the news, you name it, they see it. Uh-huh. So, are we actually training our children to be violent as we discipline and exert our authority through inflicting pain and shame? Is that what we really want to train our children? Remember, we are people in authority and we are getting obedience by inflicting pain, not by patiently teaching them or even earning the respect of those looking up to us. Ati respect. Hey, for who? For what? It's my way or the highway or the belt, the stick, the switch, whatever, depending on your preferred discipline weapon. We mothers are notorious for telling our nannies never ever to beat our children. And if they do so, they are fired on the spot. Question, aren't our nannies also humans and mothers too? Don't they have their own frustrations? So we always wonder, how do they get our children to cooperate without beating them? Most likely through threats, bribing, and lots of yelling. Unfortunately, all of which are no better than beating. Remember the ramifications we discussed last week? The freeze, fight, or flight response to harm or a threat causing fear and what this brings about in our children? Unfortunately, here are some of the other things that beating have taught us, has taught us. Pain is not fun at all, so avoid it by all means. For the so-called good children, they meticulously followed all the school rules, for example. Yeah? And the naughty ones, of course you can imagine I had to be one of those naughty ones, jab, jab, jab all day. Um, we played cat and mouse with the beatings or even devised ways not to feel too much pain. Imagine, I don't even remember what the school rules were. All I knew is that just don't get caught. Lie if you have to. And um, we learned how to lie and lie effectively enough to evade the beating. Of course, there were no explanations ever given about the rules or why we should follow them because the adults didn't believe we needed any. What they wanted was compliance. And what is compliance? It's defined as the act or process of doing what you have been asked or ordered to do, which of course is very different from obedience. Obedience in human behavior 
is a form of social influence in which a person yields to explicit instructions or orders from an authority figure. Yielding, let me emphasize, using your free will and willingly doing as you have been asked. Let's have just a little introspection. Look at the directive we were given on mask wearing to prevent the spread of coronavirus. We put on the masks when we saw the cops. At least that's what I used to see a lot here in Kenya. Otherwise, no masks were worn or what was yet, yeah? They were worn at the chin. Now, were we wearing the masks to prevent ourselves and our community from getting corona or were we doing it to please the health authorities and the police who are our law enforcers? Question. So, do we want our children looking to continue looking for compliance or do we want obedience from our children? Let me conclude and leave you with a story that I read that left me wondering again. What's the purpose of beating my children? Why do I beat my children? When receiving the peace prize of the German book trade on 22nd October 1978, author Astrid Lindgren wanted to make a speech about non-violent upbringing. At that time, parental violence was still considered normal in Germany. In her speech, she said the following, and I quote, As long as man has lingered on this earth, there has been violence and war. True peace, on the other hand, does not exist on earth. Politicians talk about disarmament, but not about their own. Instead, about those of other countries. Why do so many people seek power or revenge and want violence? I do not believe that these people are evil by nature. Therefore, I wonder how people can learn to oppose violence. I think that people have to start with the children. I believe that most dictators have experienced violence, humiliation, insults, and exposures, and pass on this behavior. Those to whom the children are entrusted need to decide whether they give them love or violence, which those children later pass on. Free and unauthorized education does not mean that children should be allowed to do whatever they want. Behavioral norms and rules must also be applied to, to this kind of education. A loving respect for each other is something I wish for both parents and children. And she gave this anecdote. When I was about 20 years old, I met an old pastor's wife who told me that when she was young, and had her first child, she didn't believe in striking children, although spanking kids with a switch pulled from a tree was standard punishment at the time. But one day, when her son was four or five, he did something that she felt warranted a spanking, the first in his life. She told him that he would have to go outside himself and find a switch for her to hit him with. The boy was gone a long time and when he came back in he was crying. He said to her, Mama, I couldn't find a switch but 
here is a rock that you can throw at me. All of a sudden, the mother understood how the situation felt from the child's point of view. That if my mother wants to hurt me, then it makes no difference what she does it with. She might as well do it with a stone. And the mother took the boy into her lap and they both cried. Then she laid the rock on a shelf in the kitchen to remind herself forever, never violence. And that is something I think everyone should keep in mind. Because if violence begins in the nursery, one can raise children into violence. <sighs> Maybe, I think, everyone should put a stone on the kitchen shelf as a warning never to use any violence. It could serve to remind us to have peace in our homes and hopefully spread peace to the rest of the world. Have I finally convinced you in this final part why we shouldn't beat our children? Please let me know. What's your take home from this episode? And most importantly, what will you do with the knowledge gained? If you would like my help to take the journey and finally stop beating your children, then book a session with me on plus 254-783-534-041. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, be blessed and continue focusing on what matters most to you and make the legacy you want to leave behind a reality. Ciao! Thank you.